Yeah, hi and welcome to Digital Leadership Insights Interviews. Today I'm here with Otabasi and uh, we are both Londoners, but we come from totally different continents and different backgrounds. We've been both in London for seven years and we mm -hmm. are both very passionate about communication, marketing, branding and social media. So how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I love it. Yep. I love it. It's really good. Yep. So you are from Nigeria. Originally, yes, I am. And uh, you have been here for seven years. Yes, I've been here for the past um, seven years. Actually, I was um, I was born in Liverpool. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I was about three months old when my parents decided to go back to Africa. So took me back as a baby. Uh, that's pretty much where I grew up before I decided to come back to the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's mm -hmm. an interesting journey. Okay, yeah. so let's get cracking with like talking a little bit about social media communication and why mm -hmm. we saw a booth so pas passionate about it. So, social media branding, very, very hot topics. Mm -hmm. um, what's your view on it? Like, if we would like to tap into some of your knowledge, um, how long, for instance, have you been involved in it and how come you found it so interesting? Um, I've been involved in social media marketing and online branding for the past four years. I got started in 2010. Uh, I would say I got started um, by mistake, if I would put it that way, because a friend of mine gave me a call while I was still working and he told me about internet marketing basically so I got in, I was really intrigued about it so I decided to jump on board to see you know what it was all about got involved made a lot of mistakes silly mistakes at the start so I decided to step step back a little bit and reevaluate what I've done Yay. so yeah it's been 4 years now and what's really intrigued me about um, social media is the, the way you can actually use it to communicate with people and connect with a lot of people worldwide just you know wherever you are in the world you can afford you know to connect with anyone whether they're in India, Australia, United States, wherever so that's the intriguing part for me yeah, basically yeah. Yeah. it's like I'm, I'm at the moment I'm reading the book about how the World Wide Web was founded by Tim Berners-Lee okay. so I'm reading his intentions from from the beginning like he wrote the book the same year, I think it was published the same year as Google started, like 98 or 99. Okay. And his intention was to get people to be able to share their knowledge and connect them with each other and don't sort of have to comply with a certain kind of technology. It was yeah. just there. Mm -hmm. And then social media, of course, all those networks and everything online has just made it so much easier for us to connect and share. Yes, and it that's has. Like, that's like what driven, driven like society forward, isn't it? It has in a very, very huge way because, you know, people can afford to reach out. I mean, I've been able to connect with a lot of old friends that I haven't seen for, what, for like ages. You know, I've been able to connect with them again on Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, these platforms are good, good platforms where you can afford to reconnect with people and, you know, at the same time meet new people as well, interesting people, you know, who share the same ideas and values in life basically yeah, yeah. I know, I know. so since you started like four years ago yep. what are like the major changes that you have seen happening well major changes I've seen is um, the, the speed at which these platforms you know evolve 
if you look at a platform like Facebook, for example, if you can remember the old interface, how it looked, how Facebook wall, then it wasn't called newsfeed, it was called wall. And, you know, there's been so much changes through the years since 2004 when it came, you know, when it got started. And this is 2014, so it's 10 years down the line. And Twitter as well, LinkedIn, new platforms coming out as well. So there's a lot of um, buzz. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Yes, like, huge one. Yeah, like I'm, I'm training some people, and, and as well as you are, you know, in how to use them better and smarter. And yep. I can see, like, when you have like the fundamental knowledge there, it's yep. easier to use all of them. Exactly. The rules yep. are, like, it's the rules of engagement. It's human interaction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How of human, course. How humans would like to interact. How humans would like to share and sort of how do you say communicate with each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when we look at, like, say when we look at business, we go back to business perspective and mm-hmm. we look at the branding part of it. And I know that branding and social media, it's huge topics. Some businesses yep. are good at it. Some businesses are like a little skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your experience of it? Have, have you worked with many businesses? Um, quite a few, mainly small businesses who are just trying to figure out how to use social media platforms or trying to set up a web presence basically because one of the things I do is build websites for small businesses who are trying to get on board Mm. and so a lot of them are trying to figure out what they need to do first, how to get started the right way because I think in the past most of them have been burned out, spending a lot of money you know on the wrong ideas or platforms so most of them are kind of taking a step backwards and, you know, to reassess what they've done in the past to fully understand what it's all about. So it's, there's a lot of um, changes going on as well. And it, it's made a tremendous impact in the lives of business owners today. So it's, it's really, really important that businesses understand, you know, why they need to brand themselves online. And yeah. like one of my sort of experiences is that brands that are good at connecting with the people they're helping, the service yep. they are providing. They're good at that and they all understand like the importance of doing it. They're yep. also quite good at social media. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, because they know how, who the audience are and they know what kind of messages will work for that kind of audience. Yeah. And then there is not that many more, there's not that many questions. But if you're more like, hmm, actually, I'm not really sure about who our audience is, who, what shall we say then? And then you stop saying anything, you're like, I better be, be quiet. I better not say anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had that experience before in the past where I was trying to figure out what kind of content, you know, to put out. Because you see a lot of things going on because you're trying to figure out, okay, what industry am I involved in? You know, who am I targeting? Who is the right audience? Mm-hmm. So what kind of content should I tailor to this particular audience? So in the process of trying to figure, figure out all these things, you know, it becomes overwhelming and complicated, so it makes you stop, you know, for, for a while, you know, because you're trying to figure out, should I post this content or should I not post this content? How are people going to take it? I think um, listening to one of your podcasts, when you, talk, you were talking about procrastination, you know, where people usually, you know, tend not to do things because they're thinking how people are going to view it or how people are going to respond to it. So I think that's usually the block, 
that most business owners face when it comes to putting out content online. Yeah. Yeah, it's de- I think it's dangerous to procrastinate in this area because if, if you do it, someone else might take ownership of your content online. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really big danger. Like it how is. Uh, say that you are a, a business and you feel like someone has almost kidnapped your identity online because they have too many views. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing research around certain businesses. Yeah. And um, sometimes when you do it, what you don't really see much content about them by themselves, but you see it in other blogs when people are commenting because yeah. blog comments and all kind of views online is saved there and they are saved forever. It's very, very hard to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost yeah. impossible. Um, mm-hmm. what you, if, you, if you are in that trouble, what you need to do is to create new content that is filling up Google and yep. maintain that to make sure that you push down the bad comments and stuff. But like, okay. uh, when, what, what should businesses do when they are starting out? Say you're feeling like, okay, I don't have ownership. Yep. What is a good start? Well, you, you have to really understand what your business is all about and what your audience wants. Because when it comes to branding, branding basically has to do with the promise you're making to your potential customer. You know, it has to do with your identity and what you're portraying, what you're pretty much projecting mm-hmm. to the public. You know, that's how they're going to perceive you. This person is selling um, info products. This person is selling um, books or whatever it is that you're doing. So it is that perception, that initial perception that people will feel. So how you push that out is really important as well because when people you know, understand what you're all about, what your brand is all about, they will start to acknowledge it and they will start to accept you for who you are and what your brand is all about. So if we understand that aspect, then it will be a lot easier for you to, you know, take ownership of whatever content that you put out there. Because we always hear about branding yourself, being the you brand, you know, if you're a public figure. So there's so much, you know, content out there and it gets overwhelming for most people. But you can actually make it yours based on your own ideology, based on how your audience is responding. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the customer. It's all about, you know, your target audience, not really much about you as the person. You know, how can you connect with them properly? And how can you build rapport, good relationship, and also add value at the end of the day? So that's the way I say it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's it's true. It's true. It's true. But like, say that you say build relationship and build rapport. How can you actually do, do that? Do you have any good tips? Just keep sharing the information you're sharing. You know, because at the end of the day, we're still learning. You know, we don't know everything. Even top gurus who've been doing social media for for years, yeah. they're still learning from one person or the other. They even learn from new people coming on board because someone might have an idea yeah, that's yeah. really really good, and they can tap from that yeah. you know so you, like, you, I love yeah. it I love it <laughs> please continue <laughs> yeah you could just um, you know keep you know looking for new ways to share information it all yeah. information but you can change the wordings change how you phrase it and put it out there you know consistency is really important in this industry because once you stop let's say you used to blog every day and your audience gets you know, they're used to seeing your blog posts every day and you suddenly stop. Yeah. So they're going to be asking a lot of questions. Why, why did he stop? Why did she stop? Yeah. You know, so 
when you're consistent in doing that through the years, you will notice that people will be more and more drawn to reading from you, seeing your content and sharing it as well. So I think the major thing is consistency. That's yeah, the thing. Consistency yeah. is important in social media and the consistency and the rhythm, but like we are used to that and suddenly if someone starts talking about something else that we're not used to, we're like, what? What's going exactly. on? Exactly. Yeah, that it's happens. Like, it's like a TV program would suddenly do something totally different. We were like, what's going on? That's something wrong there. Of course. Yeah. You were mentioning yeah. something which I'm very, very passionate about, and that was mentors and teachers mm -hmm. and people to learn from. Yeah. And I think that when we are developing our skills, like because social media is so much about it's everything in business now, because it's an extension of everything that the business is doing. Yeah. Um, it's the leadership, it's the branding, it's the marketing, it's the communication, it's PR, it's so much. And everything yep. is sort of, social media is a very vague term and it's like including almost everything. Yeah. And so who, who are like your mentors that you love learning from? I, when I got started, um, I had a mentor here in London. He actually, he's actually a good friend of mine and he's been in marketing and advertising for the past 12 years. Um, he's a fellow Nigerian as well. So he called me up and like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not doing anything, I'm at home. So he said, come over. Mm -hmm. Went over to his place, he sat me down and showed me a few things on social media, what's happening on Facebook, YouTube, yeah, yeah. Twitter, all of these platforms. So it was really, really interesting. And the way he did it, you know, he simplified the whole process. So I got really, really intrigued by, you know, the whole process of it. So that's how I got started. And, you know, we still, he still mentors me until today. And the thing is, I've kind of surpassed him in a way when it comes to social media. So okay. whenever a client comes to him for social media advice, he sends that client my way. Um, yeah. <laughs> other mentors have been mostly online. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Mike Dillard. Um, he was a top internet on network marketing professional before he you know, now diverted his attention to coaching and training. Mm. So he's one person that's really, really, you know, good, uh, really inspired me as well. And you've probably heard of Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk is another person who I've been following through the years. He's the guy and who set up a blog about wine. Yes, the wine library. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Media. good story. I love it. I love the story. Yes, yes, because, I mean, one of the things he says is that social media is all about storytelling. It yeah. is how you tell the story. Yeah, you know, because yeah. when we got started, we talked about, you know, we coming from different continents. You know, I told you about where I was born and how I got back to Africa and coming back to the UK. So that's a story, you know, in itself. So it's all about storytelling. So what I've learned from these people is how to use various pieces of social media and putting them together to really, you know, get a clear picture of what it's all about. So these people have really helped me through the years to fully understand what it's all about. And I'm still learning from them and learning from other people as well. I don't even heard of Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah. I heard of Tim Ferriss, uh, Ryan Dice. Tim Ferriss, four-hour guy. Four-hour work week guy, yep. Um, yeah. So these are, these are the people, basically, that I've been learning from, mainly online. And it's been a great journey so far, yeah. No, like I think uh, mentors are so important like, to create a good sort of report with them because then they will share their knowledge. Definitely. And then, yeah. you know, you can have mentors. I also have mentors online. I learn from lots of different people and mm -hmm. I'm reading what they're saying. I'm listening to interviews. I'm yeah. learning from TV. 
uh, I, I once wrote a blog post on my Facebook which was like 20 different ways of learning and it's you know life we learn all the time of course and th this leads me to think about like you know when when someone is like an authority um, like Tim Ferriss why yeah. why why is it like that some people become such a, so, so influential online they are so authoritative what do, what do you think is that that they do I think the main thing is they understand the people because there's something Gary Vaynerchuk says that really connects with me a lot yeah. is em emotional equity yeah. if you understand the emotional aspect because as human beings we're all emotional people you know we have we display some form of emotion you know one way or the other so if you understand the reactions of people the psychology of content when you're sharing content and you're through the years you've studied how people respond mm. people might give constructive criticisms some people might just outrightly abuse you you know it happens and some people might just give you thumbs up so when you understand that so you tailor your content to meet their needs because at the end of the day it's all about meeting the needs of the people not so much about who you are as a person yes you are the brand your business is highly productive you're sharing good content mm. but if the people are not responding positively to what you're sharing it doesn't it doesn't go a long way so these mm. these people through the years they've understand uh, understood this mm. and they've utilized it very well mm. in order for them to fully connect with the people so that helps them build authority let's say you belong to a group on LinkedIn for example and uh, maybe the group is about social media and what you always do on the group is sharing valuable content so not they're just spamming with a link. No, no, not just spamming with links. You know, even if you're posting links, it's linking to content that's also adding value. Maybe a blog post or a YouTube video yeah. or anything online that's going to add value to the person that's going to see the content. Mm. So when you do that, um, I don't know if you've heard of Danny Johnson. Yes. Yeah, she's a really, really great motivational speaker. So one thing I learned from her was that the marketplace pays for value. So when you put value out there, people people buy that. If you walk into a supermarket, let's say, you know, I'm not gonna mention any, but let's say any supermarket you want to walk into, and you don't like maybe the way the items are displayed or maybe the customer service or whatever, you know, so that person is not getting value, you know, by walking into that place. So that customer, that potential customer, is gonna leave. So when you understand the, the psychology behind why people respond to certain adverts, certain mm -hmm. content, then you'll be able to tailor your content to meet that need. So what they use most of, most of the time is value, value-based content. So that helps them build authority yes. online. So value is yeah. key. Value it's is very, key. I have to think more about yeah. my values that I'm sharing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's important. But like, and another thing that I'm, I'm just sort of thinking about business now when we spoke about a supermarket, and yeah. maybe we can talk about coffee shops as well. I spend a lot of time in coffee shops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and like I often, I can just feel, like it doesn't take much for me to feel how I'm, if I'm going to like the coffee shop or not. Yep. It takes like two seconds. Yeah. And if it's dirty, mm -mm, not going to like mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, if it's too long queue, mm, not going to like it either. <laughs> <laughs> if there is, if it's too cold, the other day I was going to have a coffee with a friend and the door was open it was really cool inside and i'm very sensitive for that i'm like i cannot sit and draft yeah and it's almost the same on the internet we just sort of judge lots of different small things all the time we don't like that don't like this don't, 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 don't. 
but we like like when as when you go into coffee shop um i ended up going to one of the major coffee shops the other day uh with a green logo and i walked in they were very nice very kind they were like what would you like can we help you i'm like yeah what this one specific with extra little bit of milk please da -da -da. and they just served me exactly what i wanted it was like true value and it was clean i felt mm -hmm. safe there was no yeah. queue, there was no draft. I was like, yeah, safe in here's I'm feel I feel safe there. So yeah. I think when you give out value and you do anything, it's like feeling safe, be be like, you know, and also it's also social media is so much about processes, isn't it? Yeah. Like having a repetitive process, you know, you cannot be honest and serve, serve value for like what just one week per year. <laughs> you have to do it like fifty one weeks per year at least, maybe one week you can holiday. But yeah. also you should probably have someone looking after it that then that week as well. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said about consistency at, at, at the beginning, where you have to consistently add value to people because obviously people are picky. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whether it's offline or online, people are picky about stuff. They don't like the design of your website, they leave. They don't like the content you're sharing, they leave. Mm -hmm. So, but the ones you can attract, you know, within that small group of people, you can afford to. Con consistently tailor your content with value to those people and they become your brand ambassadors because when one person one person can bring down a brand and one person can put up bring up a brand you know so it's all about just one person posting but one like, content on Twitter I'm you know? thinking about the, the wine guy who set up the video blog about wine uh, yep. Gary what's his Gary Venichuk Venichuk yep yep um, he was, he was very young when he did it and you know nobody knew that there was such a big need in the world for someone discussing wine nobody yeah. knew it so, exactly. and we don't know you know we have so many different interests and yeah. different angles we can take on almost anything exactly. so like a friend of mine she set up a blog for uh, beauty if you are over 30 years old what you have to think about like I there is a niche and she's mm -hmm. just marketing her to these people. She gets offers from all major makeup stores and makeup shops in the world <laughs> to mm -hmm. write about the products they're doing. She was like, yeah. oops. And that was not really her plan. Yeah. And like with Gary, when he started a wine blog, blog, he just started with a passion and a good topic. And I also think he had a lot of knowledge. He yes. must have had certain knowledge about all the different wine I don't know. The different yes, kinds he of had he had a wealth of knowledge because I mean he started at his dad's liquor store, you know. From his story, he used to work in the basement, and before he went on you know, on the upper level to work on the shop floor. And one of the things that really pushed him from what he he shared, you know, with the public is, you know, a customer walked up to a manager, and he wanted a discount for a certain product. I think that's the story. And the manager wasn't willing to comply to what the customer was looking for. Yeah, so yeah. he kind of picked that. You know, it's like, you've missed an opportunity. This person has a need. And he believes in your brand yeah. and believes that your brand can solve that need, that solved that problem. And mm. you didn't seize that moment. Mm. So he used that. He saw that and was like, mm. he can flip that. He can change that. Like, if people ask for a particular thing, yeah. then he can afford to say, hey, you know, I, 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 maybe I don't have it, but I can show you where to get it. Mm. Or we don't have it right now, yeah. but come back in a, a few weeks or a few days, then we're going to have it specifically for you because you have shown interest in that particular thing. Mm. You know, so these are the things that, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners can do yeah. as well on their platforms. You know, to be able to connect. Yeah, but it makes know. me just say one thing. I know, like, we have two ears. We have to <laughs> yes, listen better. 
Exactly. Listening uh, like is key. Like what, what he did there, he was listening, didn't he? Exactly. He it was did about that. listening for need and listen out for this small sort of, hmm, that's something yeah. that maybe I can do something about it. Let's see what, the, what it is. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I wrote, I wrote a, a little bit of some information for a business I was working with the other day. And I said, um, when you're working with social media, you know, social media can be great if you're interested in listening. But if you're not, if you're not a brand, who are, if you're not interested in listening, actually don't bother, you know, exactly. don't yeah. even do it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because I totally if you're not agree open with that. For feedback, you know, you cannot do anything then. Yeah. And social you know, media will not really help you anyway. Yeah, people are often afraid of what other people are going to say, especially if they're going to criticize yeah. your brand or this and that. Person as a brand online. Yeah. Someone in India, Switzerland might see your content because, you know, why do we have analytics? You know, because we, we, we can figure out where people are, where our visitors are coming from, yeah, yeah. how long they stayed know what page they fell off from and stuff like that so you use this to measure you know how well you're doing so also when you put out content let's say you put a blog post and someone comes on board and says hey I don't agree with you that's the person's opinion yeah. it doesn't mean that maybe you should close up shop you know not do business anymore the person has expressed his or her feelings how he or she feels yeah. it doesn't mean that you're 100% wrong it might be the person sees it a different way. So you can also say, hey, you know, I totally agree with what you're saying, but this is how I feel about this. You know, it could be a debate. It could be, um, you know, however it's going to play out. But at the end of the day, it's all about you understanding where the other person's coming from as well. It's not so much about what you say, you know, my what stands. It's also about what the other person thinks about the content that you've shared. So when you start building that mindset, Exactly, yeah. When you build that mindset, it helps you move forward because when you're closed, when your mind is closed to it has to be how I want it, then you're not going to make headway online because people are going to start leaving. You know, people easily perceive things, whether it's online or offline, they, it, they perceive things. So they know this person is, you know, uptight, you know, too rigid, you know, doesn't want other people's opinion exactly they're not listening <laughs> so that happens a lot and when you are that kind of person it's going to be hard for you to really make progress yeah. online yep. yeah well so if you're bad at listening recognize that maybe someone mm -hmm. told it to, told you that you don't listen maybe take it serious sure. and see if you can learn from it so mm -hmm. this makes me think about like when you are in a business i worked in large organization as e-commerce manager digital marketing manager like really okay. big businesses and one thing that I noticed is that we often had lots of problems measuring the key performance indicators. Okay. And I'm, I'm like, I'm a business person. I studied business management um, for several years and I'm quite keen learner. But still, mm -hmm. the word like KPIs was driving me nuts. Key performance indicators. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like in social media and in digital marketing, it's so important to agree about them and sort of what is success. So, like, when you are talking to organizations, what, what do you normally say? Like, what is a good key performance indicator in social okay. media? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're putting up a campaign, for example. Let's say you're advertising on Facebook. Yeah. And what you're looking for is the end results. You know, 
what kind of results are you looking for at the end of the day? Are you looking to generate leads? You want people to leave their names or their email address? Mm -hmm. Or do you want people to buy your products? Or do you want people to come to your events? Mm -hmm. So when you understand what your end result is, what you're looking to achieve yeah, yeah. from whatever campaign you're putting out there, then you will understand why it's important for you to track the results. And a lot of people do A and B testing, like split testing mm. their campaigns. And then you know. if, if you don't know what that is, it's like you send out an email, say yep. you have 2,000 email addresses, so 1,000 people get one email and the other 1,000 get another email. Exactly, with different headings, you yep. know, and, and different landing pages, for example. Mm. So it helps you, like, let's take Google Analytics, for example. You know, you want to find out where your visitors are coming from what language they speak, how long they spend on your website, mm -hmm. you know, what's your bounce rate. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a bounce rate over 50%, then that's really bad. Yeah, and so for you, you who don't know what bounce rate is, it's like people just leaving your site, they're not doing anything there. They're staying yeah. for less than, I don't know, maybe less than a minute and then just leave and they don't do anything. Exactly. So they're not actually, you know, responding to what to, or how you want them to respond to. So when you're able to track this, you also track KPIs also work with, you know, your, your staff. Let's say you have an organization, you know, how are your staff performing? Are they doing the things that they're meant to be doing? So it helps you to fully, you know, structure, you know, concepts around your business in order for you to be able to, you know, understand if you guys are moving forward or you're stagnant or you're moving backwards, mm. you know, so yeah. it, it might seem like a lot at the end of the day. It might seem as if it's uh, too much information or it's confusing. But for me, I, I focus on the basics. Like when I'm on Facebook, I look at my insights, my page insights, you yeah. know, on Facebook to find out my demographics. I, I have... Yes, I have more males liking my content than females. So that means I need to try and tell them my content to attract, you know, the female gender. Yeah. You know, see, this is the kind of things that I track as well. You know, so I'm reaching people between the ages of 25 to 40 or 25 to 35. So why am I reaching these people? Why are these people more interested in my content than people between the ages of 18 to maybe 24 or 40 to 60 or thereabout? So... When you understand how those, you know, demographics work, how the analytics work, you will see the importance of having a good KPI system in your business. There are various, there are loads of them. I mean, I've seen over 70 different types of KPIs. I'm not going to get into each of them on these um, interview, but, you know, the ones that are important for your business, like I'm a social media person, basically, so I need to track you know, what's happening on Facebook, using Facebook Insights, yeah. and to track what's happening on my website using Google Analytics. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's important. But it's important know. to understand, like, how they are, how is your analytics connecting with the content? Exactly. Is, your, is what you're putting out actually giving you something back? True that. Is anyone opening your emails and reading them? Is anyone mm -hmm. commenting on things? I know that one thing that I've noticed as well, uh, this is just for my personal Facebook. I'm quite active there and I'm I'm both like my business and myself on my personal Facebook. And yeah. one thing that I noticed, even though that people never like, you know, some people never like anything I'm doing, but they always, when I meet them, they're like, oh yeah, I really like that, that you wrote there, here and there. I'm like, hmm, did you see it? <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> so, you know, also track like in real life, mm -hmm. track what people is doing, what they think about the content, ask them what they think. You exactly. know, after we put this interview online, I'm going to ask people, so what did you think? Do you think it was any interesting? Do you like it? <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, calls to actions uh, also help, 
you know, because the kind of, I saw a video on YouTube uh, about he's um there's this guy on YouTube, right? He's a dental accountant, okay. and he has quality information for dentists oh. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But his calls to actions are really bad, in the sense that. He's probably not leaving a lot of calls to actions. And there's a particular video he was talking about people down people should download his 30 page uh, reports. Yeah, yeah. PDF report. But he didn't leave a link. Okay, oh, yeah. Well, and he, he didn't even tell people, you know, where to go get it. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, like one thing that I learned about YouTube. Uh, I've been doing some YouTube videos lately, and you have to have like call to actions all over the video. Yeah, like in the beginning, oh, in the end. Yep. Uh, most videos people just watch like for 10 seconds and then they decide ah this is not for me bye bye <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. so have call to action like both in the information under the video in the video yep. and don't just rely on these annotation that you can exactly. put in like these bubbles or whatever you call them you can mm -hmm. put them into the video because they are not visible on all different platforms they, I exactly. don't think you can see them on iPad and, and smartphones so yeah. yes, be conscious about that. So don't don't sort of point on. And here is something, and then you put an annotation. You have to have that in the video, and mm -hmm. under your video as well, because otherwise people will miss out. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Like video is so big. It's like definitely a part of the future. I I just heard. Well, I've been to several seminars and like listened to lots of gurus, <laughs> gurus in the last few years about what's yeah. happening in social media. And you hear that all the time that video is going to be 90% of the content in the future. I'm like, oh my god, already video is big. It, it is huge. I mean, that's why Google latched on YouTube when YouTube came out. That's yeah. why they bought, bought YouTube up because they know that it's going to be a platform. Where, I mean, it's the second largest search engine in the world. Yeah. You know, most people are searching for content. I, you know, when I'm searching for information today, I'm mostly on YouTube than on the Google homepage. Okay. You know, I go on YouTube most because I like learning through videos. Yeah. yeah. So it's easier for me that way. But so, we are, and we are also so visual. I don't know what it is. It's like, yes, because we grew up with TV. You know, TV has been around since um, Second World War, like 1939, yeah. I think. And we are yeah. so visual. We love watching TV. Exactly. And exactly. I don't know. It's something with the content that's delivered over video that we just get hooked in. Mm -hmm. And we cannot help it. You know, I'm, I've been watching lots of stuff that I didn't think was going to be entertaining at all. And then you cannot stop watching. You're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because another thing you're, you're competing for, another thing I got from Gary Vaynerchuk is you're not really competing on maybe price or how well your product is doing today. You're competing for attention because yeah. the attention pan is so, so short today. Yeah. If your video is five minutes long, to some people that's too long. Yeah. Some people might say, yeah, I'm okay, I can watch that. Some people might say that no, that's too long for me. Some people might prefer to watch a one-minute video, two minutes, three minutes at most. So the attention pan, span of people is what you're competing for today. Mm -hmm. So one of the things Gary Vaynerchuk said that really, really struck me was, if there's a seven-hour movie, if there's ever a seven-hour movie, <laughs> you know, and people watch it and see through it and love it, right, then that movie beats a 30-second commercial that doesn't add value. To yeah, the person yeah. seeing it, you know. So, go, going back to value, yeah. you know, whatever information you're putting out there, whether it's video, um, infographics, imagery, text, value supersedes everything for me. That's that's the way I see it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Uh, I agree. And that one yeah. thing it keeps me thinking about, like good teachers. You said good teachers and mentors. 
I yeah. think why people are good teachers and mentors is because they have put in a lot of thought process into it. Exactly. And exactly. they put in like they are thinking, what will this actually give the students? And mm -hmm. it's the same for brands. You know, yeah. if you think, will this really help them? Like I was working with the business ones who did artificial lawns, you know, for your garden. Like, of course, they had lots of videos and they were like showing exactly how to do certain things online. Their customers loved it. They mm -hmm. found a solution for how to use their products because th that's the sort of biggest hurdle to actually buy something from them because they feel like mm, not really sure about the technical things here. <laughs> but they just helped them by a video. Yeah, yeah, it's really huge and it's still going to grow. And for businesses that are still skeptical about videos, I think they're going to probably play in catch up. You know, my company at the moment, we focus on video content because we are a digital media and post-production company. My business partner is a filmmaker. Yeah. So he, we do documentaries, we cover events and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so we understand that video is important. Yeah, it is. But also, as it is important, the kind of content you know, you're sharing through videos is also very important because that's what's going to get the attention mm. of people to keep them longer than for them to say, nah, I'm not going to watch this, and <laughs> off yeah. they go, yeah. Uh, I think it's like, depends on your intentions and like how much time you have. You know, if you have a lot of time to kill, you can probably watch a lot of things, but it has to be interesting. It exactly. has to sort of have some kind of good structure in it to understand like this is going somewhere. <laughs> and you Absolutely. don't want to be presented with facts only. You're like, uh, okay, yeah. I've already been to school for like X amount of years. <laughs> I want something fun now, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> So what other trends do you see coming, like around the corner? Um, there's a lot of trends. I, I think everything is moving towards the mobile platform because, you know, yeah. mobile is, websites and Yeah, um, responsive websites, you know, you see. I mean, look at what happened with WhatsApp, yeah. you know, Facebook picking it up because they saw a different demographic. Um, the younger generation, are, I would say a good number of them are leaving Facebook for various reasons. One of the reasons, could, interesting. yeah, the reason is my dad's on Facebook now, so he's yeah. probably going to be seeing my content. So I might as well look for another platform where people within my age bracket yeah. are on. Then, so a lot of them were found on WhatsApp, and Facebook noticed that they were like, "Okay, so we're losing these people on these platforms. So how can we get these people?" Yeah. So, I know it's like so scary. Like just after Christmas, I interviewed yeah. two Swedish teenagers mm -hmm. about how they communicate online. And they are both on Facebook and they use Facebook as a way of connect with people if they didn't have the mobile number. If they had mm -hmm. a mobile number for people, that was their main sort of preference to, to connect with them. So Facebook yes. obviously did that research at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. then, they, then they called WhatsApp, hi, offer you 19, um, well, lots of money. <laughs> uh -huh. Exactly. So, you know, they, they noticed a shift, yeah. you know, in response, you know, how people respond to certain platforms. Mm. You know, to, to some, to the younger generation, Facebook to them might be old, yeah. so they want something fun. Yeah. You know, they, could, they could go on Snapchat yeah, or yeah. Vine. Uh, if you want um, uh, answers to your questions, you go on platforms like Reddit. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, President Obama you know, understands you know, yeah. what's happening around social media, so he uses this platform. He was on Reddit, uh, well, I think that was last year. And this was called AMA and ask me anything. So, you know, these yeah, people asked him, like, who's your favorite basketball player and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. What's your favorite food? You know, yeah. where would you like to go on holiday? Things like that.
So it's interactive as well. You know, what's really going to make social platforms upscale and what's going to make some of them come down? I mean, look at what happened to MySpace back in <laughs> They didn't see what was coming, mm. you know. So they kind of, you know, yeah. dragged a bit. Yeah, so that happened to them. But basically, I think it's all about understanding your community, you know, with the trends coming. Most one thing that I've seen in London is that lots of people go to those hackathon for good. Yes. I've noticed that so much in the last sort of six months. I see it on Facebook all the time. I've been, been invited to several of them. I've never been able to go. I would really love to go to one of them and see what, what they do, really. Yeah. And like yeah. lo lots of people just meeting up. Let's create something that's great for society. It sounds amazing. I, I would really like to do it. Yeah. Off, off of the back of what's happened between Facebook and WhatsApp, Yahoo and Tumblr, you know, big brands snatching up the smaller brands and mm. stuff like that. So a lot of young entrepreneurs today are looking for ways to create something that's going to be tangible, something that's going to also make an impact. Yeah. You know, that probably one big brand is going to spot and probably snatch them away as well. But at the end of the day, it's not so much about creating a platform. It's all about creating something that's relevant, you know, something that's gonna, you know, be sustainable and scalable, you know, for for the next five years, ten years. Yep. You know, Facebook is ten years old this year, yep. and it's still around. You know, it's not going anywhere. Twitter is, you know, it's moving up. The old platform is still there. One of the platforms I'm. I enjoy using as well as Pinterest, you know, because it's very visual, yeah, you know, very, very visual. You know the, the target demographic there is uh, females, you know, I think 60 to 70% of users on Pinterest are female. Yeah. So fashion brands understand this, music brands, movies, they're starting to see the relevance but of these platforms. Another thing that's so good with Pinterest is that you can, you can create your own categories, you can create your whole own shop of stuff yeah. you want to show people. Exactly. And it's like yeah. categorizing, you can collect, and like we are, I think humans are collect collectors, we love to collect things. Mm -hmm. So we're like, yeah. like that, put that there, like this, put that this, put that da, 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 da. Yeah. And we, it's so, and it's very intuit intuitive as well. It's a very it intuitive sort of way of doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So like, we're just gonna finish here soon, like, uh, is there any like campaigns that you really have liked on social media that really impressed you? Oh, let's see. Campaigns, campaigns. I've seen quite a few very interesting campaigns, mainly from bigger brands. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw one from Pepsi where they did these um, thing. Uh, they put a camera on uh, the bus stop. I think it happened here in London. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. So when you're seeing, you're actually seeing, it's, it's almost like um, a virtual, virtual reality. Where you see another side of <laughs> another part of the world where things are happening, like you see UFOs, wild animals coming at you. Yeah. So it was really, really funny. Uh, but another thing about such campaigns is, you know, yes, they're from big brands, then from known brands. But what yeah. can the smaller brands do yeah. in terms of setting up, you know, campaigns that are going to attract the right audience? You know, if we if we focus mainly on value-based content than viral-based content yeah. as a smaller brand, mm -hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense yeah. on the long run because as you grow as a business or as a person, 
and a lot of people will get to know you, then you can start putting up, you know, viral content campaigns if you want. Mm. But you know, so it makes me think about a restaurant here in West London called Sam's Brasserie. It's not okay. far from where I live in Chiswick. And mm. they are every time they're doing something, they have like a hashtag on Twitter. Yes. And they inform people before that. So if it's a wine tasting, they like have a, a a hashtag and they encourage everybody to share. Yeah. And yeah. it works that, really well. That that works as well. And one of the things I learned from um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm still making a lot of reference to him because I've learned so much. I would say 70% of what I know about social media is from him, basically. Um, he talked about Twitter being the most social media platform in the sense that it, it's very interactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Facebook is more like, hey, I went on vacation, check my picture out. You know, yeah. But Twitter is more like one-to-one -one interaction. Yeah, you know, but it, you can use it in different ways, Twitter, isn't yeah. it? It's like up to the user. It's like sometimes I just use it for broadcasting, and sometimes I use it to chase people, and sometimes I use it to have a conversation. Exactly, and one of the things he also mentioned was context. Yeah, you know, it's all about context, not so much about content, because you might post something on Facebook that doesn't belong to Facebook. It mm. probably belongs on LinkedIn. You know, because it's more B2B professional type pl platform. Yeah. And what you, you could probably post something on LinkedIn that doesn't belong there. Yeah. So when you understand the context of the platform, yeah. you will know how to position yourself and tell your content, yeah. you know, within that context. So it makes it a lot easier for you to share co content on these platforms. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's a lot to take in for some people, but if you, as, you, as people grow, as they start to understand how these various platforms work. I only focus on six, which is Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, YouTube, and Pinterest. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm looking at other platforms as well. I use WhatsApp a lot. Mm. I use um, I haven't used Snapchat yet, but I'm I'm thinking about it. Mm. Um, I'm looking at Vine. Yeah. All these other platforms coming out. I'm studying them to fully understand. Yeah. You know, so I know how to tell on my content to fit yeah. the context of these platforms so that's pretty much it yeah but like we, yeah. we love following people who do things like repeatedly yes like i i know a few people on instagram i i like instagram i love the because i sometimes find facebook that's where i have most of my connections i love it but also mm -hmm. facebook can be a bit negative sometimes i sort of yeah. feel like oh here's a lot of mooning going on but then <laughs> if you move on to instagram which is like an app for your mobile phone um, people are very positive there. They share beautiful pictures. They yes. share engaging picture. And two people I know about there who I'm following. One is a yoga teacher. So she's doing different positions, uh, postures and stuff. And it's very funny to follow. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, her, her, her thing is to take pictures of buildings. Amazing. You know, yeah. the most beautiful buildings in the world. You're like, shit, wow. Um, and I just know what I can expect, and I know that I can expect some inspiring content, and I love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you talked about us being visual today. Instagram is a very, very good platform. I know a young guy who's into photography, and yeah. he takes brilliant pictures of London, London yeah. sky, skylines. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he can turn a slum into something really attractive. He could yeah. probably snap a dustbin and make it look really attractive using yeah. you know his photography skills yeah. so, which is really really good so he has about i think over 60,000 followers now wow. on Instagram yeah oh I that's mean, amazing the first time i met him it was around 30,000 yeah. so when i checked his platform again like over 60,000 like wow you're doing great stuff yeah keep it up <laughs> yeah. you know yeah wow it's, 
Yeah, that, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, like social media, it's it's. Um, I think it's gonna grow a lot in the future. That's one my, my future. Uh, when I'm looking into the crystal ball, I can see that's gonna grow. Uh, <laughs> and I'm definitely sure that more people need to learn about it. And I think it's great that you shared some some of your insights and some of your wisdom. I thank you very much for that. It's very much appreciated. Uh, and thank you. Like social media, it helps you to fly higher and reach further. That's exactly. what it does. Yeah, I like that. Fly higher, reach further. Yes. Yeah. Very good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the tagline for my digital leadership insights interviews. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's well, great. But thank you so much, Otabasi. And I really hope that we meet up soon and get to know but more and like learn more about what we're doing and what the things you're sharing and everything's happening. It would be my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for the time. Yeah, know, giving you. me the opportunity to share the information that I know and I hope people who are listening uh, have gotten value from this and um, no, just tell us what you think about it and let us know what yeah. we could change, feedbacks, no, we're looking for feedbacks basically. Yeah, we, we like to listen, we like to listen. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, have bye a bye. great day. Yeah, bye. bye.